This episode of the Fast Brackets podcast is brought to you by Mike Diener, owner of the Sunshine Bowling Center and the All Sports Pub, and Eve Madison and David, who are serving you tonight. It is brought to you by producer Rob, the greatest top sportsman and top dragster, drag racing podcast producer to ever walk the face of the earth. Yay, Rob. It is brought to you by the 16-time world champion, the nature boy, Ric Flair. Woo! But it is absolutely not, nor will it ever be, brought to you by Flipping Roadsters. Welcome to the Fast Brackets Podcast, where we highlight the cars and stars of top sportsmen and top dragster drag racing. I am your host, Rex Simmermaker, coming to you live from Brownsburg, Indiana, the center of the drag racing universe right now, the big go, the 65th annual NHRA Chevrolet Performance U.S. Nationals. Welcome to the show. Guys, girls, it is episode number 20. Uh, This is the Top Sportsman live show edition at the U.S. Nationals. Um, Thank you for being here and or listening in and being a part of Fast Brackets Nation. Um, Hey, we have a great show for you tonight. We have a great group of guests here are live Um, And we are going to celebrate history in the making. Um, Hey, guys, this is very, very special to me. Um, I grew up in southern Illinois. I grew up coming to uh, the U.S. Nationals, or at least Brownsburg, twice a year. Um, Since the time I was six years old. Um, Came for the Super Chevy show every year with my dad, and then also came over for the U.S. Nationals. I would say that... If I happen, I live a mile and a half from Lucas Oil Raceway right now, and there's a there's some some great people that live around that area as well. Um, but what I will tell you is, because I came here, like when it was time to make a decision to where to live, it felt like home. And I will say this: if I ever moved away, Labor Day weekend would always be spent at Lucas Oil Raceway, like it always has, like it always should be. Um, But what I will tell you is um, one of uh, the biggest highlights I had when I was growing up, when I was a little kid, um, you know, across the street from the main entrance of the U.S. Nationals, uh, there used to be just craziness right out front. Like that was where the drive-in was and people would camp out and uh, going into Highway 136, um, the people out there would encourage certain activities. Um, I would say that they would encourage women to do certain activities, um, you know, um, on, off, whatever. And um, that, that was pretty cool to me at the time. But off of 136 is a school or a road called Girl School Road. And I always thought that was great coming in. And I would typically tell my dad, hey, just let me off here. I'll hop off at girls' school, and I will meet up with you later. 
Um, and then I remember that very well. Of course, then getting into the track, um, I forgot quickly about that and all the cool cars or whatever. But this is a very, very big deal to me. And um, I am uh, really honored to be a part of history tonight. And, and I hope that, uh, you know, we are making memories uh, this weekend and you guys are just like I made when I was um, a little guy. So, hey, let's get to it. We have an absolutely loaded show for you tonight, um, and it is all devoted to top sportsmen. So we will talk about, uh, we're going to break down some things. We're going to talk about the entry list. We're going to talk about the qualifying ladder thus far, and we're going to bring some guests up on stage to get their take on all of this. Um, but before we get it at it today, um, hey, you guys have done a great job of liking and sharing the Twitter and Facebook pages. But if you haven't, help us out by following on Twitter at Fast Brackets and uh, then like and follow the Facebook page um, on, on Facebook, the Fast Brackets Podcast. Now, metaphorically speaking, um, get ready to go. Take one last look around, pull up to the staging lanes, get strapped in. Get your helmet tight, because here we go. All right, let's make a pass. Let's get them hot. Let's uh, put it in the water box. So, guys, girls, let's let's take a look at the the entry list right now, and it is legitimately a who's who of the top sportsman world, guys from all across the country. We have. Our world champion from last year, Ronnie Proctor Sr. from West Virginia. Um, Jeff Brooks, who's uh, been just on a tear lately with his 51 Henry J. Uh, Lester Johnson, of course, uh, from the fastest neighborhood in the country, Cynthiana, Kentucky. Here we've got um, all kinds of guys. Uh, Sandy Wilkins, former world champ. We've got... We've got the whole group, Glenn Butcher, is here. Jerry Albert, Kynan Dinkle, who you've heard. Um, Greg Lair, who's just been crazy hot lately, pulling gears. This is a murderer's row of top sportsman cars, and they're from all across the country. There is nobody that has said, that's too far a pull. Nobody who has said, nah, not going to do that for a whole week. Everybody has said, you know what? It's the first time ever. I'm getting down, I'm hoisting that Wally, and I want it bad. And that's what's happened. And these guys have absolutely blistered it thus far, and um, it's, it's been very exciting. So the first, the first qualifier, which is, that's what I've got here in front of me. Um, as we record this show, those guys are, are making their passes. But uh, Lester Johnson goes number one in the first qualifier, goes a 6.15.5 at 231 miles an hour. Uh, Jeff Conley uh, comes, he's second at 622. And then Brian LaFlam, who we know can go 610 anywhere he wants, he goes 631 with the three. Uh, I would say that Cynthia, Kentucky, with where Lester Johnson is, and then Brian LaFlam, where Gilbert Arizona, he's from Gilbert Arizona, those two guys probably are competing for having the fastest neighborhoods in the country. And right now, Lester is edging him out. So we'll see how that goes the rest of the weekend. Um, I will say this, um, that it's just been a great, a great, um, a great 
qualifying session, and it's it's must-see TV. So um, really good stuff. And I'm really glad that NHRA figured it out and said, hey, let's give these guys three sessions because, as we know, it takes a little bit of time to dial in these guys. And, and I am really hoping for – and we all know I'm never wrong, but I did make a prediction that said that the – top sportsman group would qualify at or quicker than the pro stock field. And I think that is still has a chance um, in the morning, if not tonight. So uh, I have my fingers crossed for those guys. And, and let's, let's just be real. They've all geared up for the first ever. Um, all right. Let's put it in the beams sponsored by this is bracketracing.com. Luke Bogaki is in the house Right now, Luke, we're going to have you come up on stage. Um, he is here. So In the Beams is always sponsored by thisisbracketracing.com. Um, as Luke makes his way to the stage, I will tell you this. Um, we've, got, um, we, we've got some really great competitors, and we talked a little bit about early how the, the theory was and has been for a while that guys that had really fast cars couldn't cut lights and that we know that that is going away. Um, sponsoring the In the Beam section like we always do, with us now, the great Luke Bulgaki, a guy who has hoisted a Wally in at the U.S. Nationals before. Luke, how are you? Wonderful. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. Um, hey, you're running Super Comp this weekend, right? And you've You've hoisted a Wally at the U.S. Nationals before. If you don't mind, take just a second and talk through what that feeling's like. Yeah, it's uh, it's indescribable. Um, for me, it was like I just grew up hearing my dad talk about this place. You know, right. and we're going way back. That's uh, all of his stories were. We're rebuilding the motor in the in the drive-in parking lot. <laughs> right. We're uh, we're rebuilding the transmission in the motel bathtub. You know, yes. stuff like that. Yes. And every time that he would say something like that, I'm like, that doesn't sound like a lot of fun. And he would just <laughs> talk about it with such reverence. He's like, it's indie. You got it's 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 amazing. And for years, you know, I was kind of making a living bracket racing, and I thought, why in the world would you go to one race <laughs> for six days? Um, you know, when there's bracket races everywhere that pay a bunch more money, like, I ain't ever going to that. And um, I think it was in 2012 I came for sponsorship obligations with K&N, and by day two I was in love with it. And I was like, I, right. I, see why, I see why this is such a big deal, just the electricity and the air and the atmosphere. And so when... I was fortunate enough to, to win, and that final round win light came on. Like, it was a really a flood of emotions, because you know it's a big deal. You know what yeah. I mean? You, so yes. I pull into the water and look over, and I see um, Mario Andretti and Tony Stewart. You know I mean? Like, what the <laughs> right. world, right? Yes. And, um, but no, when, that, when the wind light came on, it was just a flood of emotions and thinking about my dad and just bringing all that full circle. Like, it, that's what it meant to me. It was pretty special. Well, and, and you figured it out. I mean, you put all that aside and, and got the wind light. And then as, you're, as you look up and you see that, then you're like, I did it. Like, I legitimately did it. And you've won a lot of races up to that point. And, um, but is there anything really – and you've, since then you've won the million, so I don't know if you can uh, take that out of your head. But was there anything like it at all? Yeah, th that's the only thing that I could compare, you know, I mean, just from an emotional standpoint and 
close to eyeballs watching and feeling like a big deal. Obviously, the million was more money at stake, but this has a similar feeling, just that electricity in the air and that atmosphere. It's, I, don't, I don't know that there's any other events that could replicate that. Yeah, so you've won on Monday. These guys in Top Sportsman are going to go into Monday for the first time ever. Um, and that's different. I mean, winning the U.S. Nationals is different, but then doing it for the first time ever is – it's different stacked on different, right? And any advice for those guys as they're pulling in the beams? That's what I was just going to say. Like, there's nothing that I could say that could prepare you for Monday at Indy. Like, it's unlike anything that you've ever done. It's the the butterflies, the heart racing. Like, I've been a part of Monday three times. I won once. Um, and it looks like this year by the schedule – You've, you've got to make a final to make Monday, you know, unless yes. something gets gets haywire. I lost in the semis twice, but just that. And I, I try to make a spectacle of it. Like, I never – I don't get involved in the track walk and all that BS. Like, I just don't care. Every year here, if I'm in on Monday, I do it. Like, I just want to soak <laughs> right. in Monday. You know what I mean? It's just such a special deal. As well you should. I mean, that's uh, – people can try to say – I mean, well, Brian Lones did – he talked about it this week. People can try to say Indy – like, there's a 1,000 cars over there, people coming from all across the world. It, it is what it is, and you better respect it, and then then figure it out and go go make your play on Monday. So um, that that's really great. Uh, we've, we've got some great competitors in Top Sportsman, um, and as of our recording right now, we, we had um, guys lined up to be get in the beams, and um, they're still – they're finishing their, their second qualifier – and um, just can't can't make it right now. So, um, so I'm here to fill time. I like it. <laughs> well, it it is it is a good um, segment. You've been great to um, just just help. You've been a big supporter of this podcast, and then also, I mean, what you do in thisisbracketracing.com and this is bracket racing elite. Um, we talked about it um, in the earlier uh, top top dragster category that, uh, you know, there was this, this theory out there that guys that could go really fast weren't great bracket racers, and you're seeing it with your groups more and more and more that you have to be really good on both ends of the, the uh, strip in order to make this happen at this level. What those guys do at the speeds that they're doing them at is unbelievable. Um, and I, this is the Top Sportsman show, right? Yes, sir. Okay, I, I've got to plead ignorance. I actually missed both Top Sportsman sessions today. I don't think I missed a car go down the track in Top Dragster. <laughs> right. Uh, it's it's pretty important. What's the, the – Ashley just said the bump's 630 right now. For yeah, for, for TD, yep. And, um, and so the first bump in uh, Top Sportsman was – was 877 jerry didn't get down the track so um you know tonight will be a little better and then tomorrow morning is gonna be nuts right i mean so so really as we record this the best is yet to come so it's a sorry 76 right now is the bump ash okay so ashley johnson uh gets in here and uh and she tells us that right now the bump is a 76 so you're going to be pretty close on both of your uh, predictions here. Actually, you, you've done this before. I've not done this before, but um, but I did. I predicted two things that I, I had just a feel for. There are certain things, Luke, that I have a feel for, and this was one of them. So uh, we'll see how it shakes out in the morning. But uh, i got to tell you, we were, we were talking about this earlier in the week, about how excited I was to watch Top Dragster especially. Yeah. And, and, I mean, Top Sportsman, too. It just fell where my schedule, I couldn't, I couldn't uh, check them out at the fence today. But the top dragster guys, I got to admit, 
I told you, like, I, the only thing I compare it to was Norwalk back in the day with the IHRA stuff. Yes, okay? yes. I got to admit, I was a little disappointed today. And it has nothing to do with the Time for Extra crowd, because it's unbelievable, right? They're going so fast. You were disappointed. Today. Yeah, and here's why. Because at, at Norwalk, this is, you know, 15 years ago. Right. There was literally 30 people that it felt like they were trying to go faster than they ever been. So, like, all hell's subject to break loose, <laughs> yes. right? And that's what I was waiting for. And I'm not trying to say that, that going 620s is easy or going 16s is easy, but these guys make it look so easy. And they've all been there, and they all came in the gate seemingly like, no one, I can go 615, it's no big deal. And I was just watching, like, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not rooting for chaos by any means, but I'm like, I want people that, you know, like, really have to put it on edge, and it just seems like we got this. It's amazing how far it's all come. Well, first of all, we always root for chaos in this show, hey, I'm so, so we always do that. But secondly, they, they all can run 580s. Well, so, right, good point. So t they're not trying to blow it up going 610. They're not. Like it, it, they're dialing it back. So, so your point is really well taken in the fact that they were trying to blow the world up back in the day, and that's not what's happening now. It's no, I mean, the first session was case in point. Like, half of them are shut off earlier. You could tell that it was like, let's get on the good side of 610, right. make sure that we're in, yes. got a good solid run, and then the second run, we'll shoot for the, the pole. That's right. And to be fair, that that is exactly what's coming on the top sportsman side. Like, we're not quite there yet, sure. but the pro charges, the vortex of the world are coming, and they're coming hard, and, you know... I, the um, the days of uh, not being able to run 650 or better in top sportsmen are numbered. I think. I mean, it's just it it's numbered, and you know, so uh, that it's really, really, really interesting and fun to uh, fun to talk about. But uh, Luke, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We really appreciate it, and best of luck in your competition the rest of the weekend as well. Thanks, I appreciate it. That was a great Luke Bulgaki, if you need him. All right, let's uh, do the half-track report. It is brought to you, as always, by DragRaceLawyer.com. We all know that uh, Ed Harney at DragRaceLawyer.com is someone you can trust. He's like you and a drag racer. He has the legal expertise that you need and when you need your legal tune-up, he is the man to go to. Ed Harney is with us right now. Ed, welcome to the show. How are you doing this evening? Outstanding. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. Hey, you always sponsor the Half-Track Report. It's never sponsored by uh, BlownTrailerTires.com. It's never sponsored by oilpanwindows.com. It's never sponsored by any of that stuff. It is sponsored by Drag Race Lawyer. And thanks for coming tonight. Hey, so here's my question for you. You, not only on the drag strip, but also in the courtroom, you have gone up and done some high level uh, competition in the courtroom as well. So my question to you is, these guys and girls are competing at the highest level. This will be the greatest competition that they have, um, they've ever been a part of. The focus has to be unbelievable. There, there really is no room for error. Um, what advice would you give these guys as they're, they're staging up for first round? Uh, really? Uh, one word, breathe. 
sounds simple. Sounds yeah. really simple, but but um, you know I'm really kind of into baseball and yes, my son plays baseball and kind of stuff. And there's a whole lot of uh, mental training coming up in baseball. And yes. uh, Bobby Tewksbury did a book on. He was a closer in in the league for a long time, but but he's a big mental training guy now. Yes. Okay. And and one of the big things he talks to his athletes about is that first thing when you feel that rush, the heart's going, the blood's pumping, you're distracted, thousand things going in your head. Breathe. Seriously. I mean, yeah. and not kind of joke, but just deep breath in and out. That usually helps you get centered. And and like you talked about, you know, in the courtroom sometime. You stand up, and it's the same thing like when you're on the starting line. And the heart starts pumping, the, the butterflies start going. Breathe. Kind of recenter yourself and then attack whatever you're doing. Yeah, because when you're in the courtroom, I mean, you you are a lot like the guys and girls that are going to stage up this weekend. Like, it, it's life-changing, right? So if you lose a court case or you win a court case, that can change your life just like this weekend will change someone's life. I mean, that's the fact of it. Nobody... They will never, ever be another first at the U.S. Nationals. So it's going to change someone's life. They're going to make history. They're always going to be talked about. It's going to be something that forever is this. So it's going to change somebody's life. So to your point, um, you just you got to take a deep breath and try to figure that out. Yeah, you just got to be in the moment. Yeah. You know, If you're letting your mind go, if you're letting everything take over, um, it's not going to work. And so a lot of times it's just that simple. Yeah. Get back to where you need to get to, hit the tree, do what you got to do. No, nope, that's, uh, that's really good advice from Ed Harney at Drag Race Lawyer. All right, let's, uh, let's get into this just a little bit. Um, so we, we're going to go to the NHRA Division Three event, which was in Bowling Green last weekend. That's the only competition on the slate. Uh, most of our folks were there as well. They kind of use it as a test um, for the big go. And number one from Cynthia, Kentucky, was Lester Johnson in his 55 Chevy. And he goes 612 with a three at 228 miles an hour to go number one. Blistering fast. We know he's always the challenger for that pole position. He did it again. There were 37 cars on the property trying to qualify. The bump spot was 702. There were 31 cars under seven seconds that went under seven seconds in the top sportsman category at Bowling Green. Um, and your winner was Ron Biondo over Lester Johnson. So Lester gets to the final. Uh, Ron is from Mesadino, Ohio. He drives in 94 Lumina, which for my money is maybe the best top sportsman car that's ever been built. There are lots of windows. Uh, the drag is very low. It's just a it's a great car and um, lots of room in it, too. So for top sportsmen, you cannot go wrong with that car. So I, lots of uh, opinions out there for sure, but I like me some Lumina. Um, Ron gets the starting line advantage. And then Lester, um, half track, cuts his tire. So we're glad that he, he kept it on the track, but uh, that cost him the final, um, and he'll get it. So um, congrats to Ron Biondo uh, getting that win. Next week, we will obviously cover the NHRA U.S. Nationals, the results, and we'll get you caught up on all the divisional point standings. Um, so thanks so much, Ed, for coming on. Ed Harney at DragRaceLawyer.com if you need him. Thanks, Rex. Whoa, let's get out of the groove here for just a second. Um, and um, I was going to have, um, it, we're going to get a little bit 
um, sideways as we always do on Out of the Groove. And um, we were going to have Karen Bosch on, um, but she is unavoidably detained. They had a little bit of issue with the car, so they're still working. They could not make it. But I had a great chance to talk with Karen last night. Of course, her her husband, Mario, um, is drives a top dragster car, and he went number one early in the first qualifying session here at Top Dragster. Her son, Darian, drives both a top sportsman and a top dragster car. He is what we call a surefire future star in our sport. He is um, a great kid, a great driver, and has an incredibly bright future. But, but I was talking with Karen because I think this is really the cool stuff. Um, so Karen does a lot of work around that pit and making sure that they get to the track. She makes sure the cars get up to the staging line. She's, she's working her tail off. And she told me what I thought was an incredible story. So she says Darian's been racing for a long time. Obviously, Mario's been racing for a long time and doing it at a high level. Um, and, and she's been there at the track all this time, right? But she's always at the starting line. So... So they take off and, you know, she sees these incredible speeds that are, you know, these cars are going. They have beautiful equipment. They have really fast uh, dragsters with blower cars. Um, Darian's uh, uh, Haas car, Haas Camaro is a, just a gorgeous purple and black uh, Camaro. It's, um, they have great, incredibly fast, but she's always been at the starting line. Um, so Karen is telling me the story when she she always waited, right? She always, the cars took off, and then when they get to the end of the track, she would hustle down there with her golf cart. So she always just went down there once they were stopped. She tells me a story about, um, about a year and a half ago, she's at St. Louis, and for whatever reason had to go down because of the way the run order was, Mario, and she had to leave before Darian left the starting line. So it turns out she meets Darian kind of at the finish line. She's on her golf cart. Darian is in his top sportsman car going 123 miles an hour at the stripe. And that's when she realized exactly how fast her son at 19 was going, 220 miles an hour. And it about flipped her out. And she said she really had to... Um, you know, really take a deep breath, like Ed Harney said earlier, and realize that uh, he's been doing this for a long time. But she said it scared the bejesus out of her. And uh, she said she wished she would have stayed at the starting line all that time. So she didn't know exactly how fast those cars were at the finish line. And Karen certainly would have uh, certainly would have told it much better than I did. But uh, I could not help myself from telling that story tonight. Guys, girls, that, uh, that is the show. It's time to take the stripe. It's time to pull the shoots on episode number 20. Uh, there it is. There is that big, beautiful wind light. Uh, if you can hear it, that is Gloria playing in the background. So when Laura Brannigan starts belting out the pipes, we know things are good. We got the wind light. All is right in the world. Um, thank you so, so much. Uh, to uh, our sponsors who've been there from day one, Ed Harney at DragRaceLawyer.com and Luke Bogacki from uh, ThisIsBracketRacing.com. Appreciate you guys coming on tonight. Um, thank you so much for everybody that uh, came to the show tonight. Appreciate the support. Um, and, um, hey, good luck tomorrow. Um, the world is watching. Um, be very safe. Keep the rubber side down and travel safe.